Hello, welcome to the Pink Stripes Podcast. We're here to talk about the New England Patriots and the 2019 NFL season. Today, I'm joined by Andy and Matt. How are you guys yeah. doing? Awesome. I'm good. Happy to talk about. I'm, I'm going to have to talk about the uh, greatest NFL team to ever walk this planet. I would assume uh, Matt's doing well then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ready and raring to go. That's and uh, may, right. I, I think you'll both agree with me that um, I think we're in a pretty good position. Absolutely. Definitely the strongest team in the AFC looking at it right now. Ooh, I think um, that's bold. Okay. I like that. I agree with that. Yeah. I'm an the optimist. Only other team. I'll go with that. We'll, we'll get into our division and team breakdowns later, but the only other team I think can really compete with us in the AFC is the Chiefs. And even then, I've got a lot of questions about that team. Mm. It felt like last year, like obviously they had that awful defensive coordinator, Bob something, I think. I can't remember. Bob Sutton. Bob Sutton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not Bob Johnson. Um, but just don't ask. Uh, but yeah, he now that he's gone, they do have a lot of talent on defense. And Pat, Pat Mahomes, even in the playoffs, which people doubt them, but he pulled off some amazing stuff against us. But that, that mm-hmm. might be the game, of the game of the season against them. Both games. We played two, that first game was amazing too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. So I do, I do think they're a threat, but as you said, we will get to that stuff later. This is what we call a bit of a, a highlight reel because you because people are listening now. Like, oh, I want to hear about the Chiefs, but first I want to listen to the rapid overview of recent roster moves. Ryan, you're just going to read straight off it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so of course. Preseason just ended. We're just now getting into week one. We're getting into the process of actually starting the regular season. With that, of course, comes cuts and trades and signings. Uh, We're only going to hit the major ones. Uh, Of course, David Andrews, blood clotting issues. Uh, Did we officially put him on IR? I think we did. Yeah, we officially put him on IR. Uh, Probably not going to return this year. I wouldn't imagine he would. He's going to be on blood thinners. That's going to take a while. I mean, that's one of those things where if you're talking about David Andrews, that's arguably top five most important players on the team. Maybe At least top offensively. three. Uh, top, I do offensively, have, I'd say top three, maybe. I do have on tackle situation. reservations about you know, declaring a center the most important or one of the most important. He's, he's a glue guy. He's really good for that offensive line. Right. But he's also right. one of the more or less replaceable positions, especially with guys like Karras can slot right in. As we all know, 2015, we would have won three Super Bowls in a row if we had David Andrews at QB at, t- at center. That's yeah, fact. David Andrews tossing passes out there. You, uh, I, but I, I misspoke. You don't need to call me out. I was referencing <laughs> a genuine NFL thing. We would have beaten the Broncos if he wasn't tipping the snap. Ah, oh, right. Already, already, you've done this to me. Ah, oh. <laughs> but so, isn't the whole idea that it was the fact that Dante Scarnecchia wasn't coaching the offensive line more than it was who was actually there? Partially. As much as. Yeah, we had uh, DeGuglielmo. Can't believe I pronounced that correctly the first time. Uh, <laughs> proud of myself. Name? Wait, dude, you, that was actually how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Yeah, it was. David DeGuglielmo. Hey. <laughs> uh, we had him. You can make pasta, but gonna... he can't make it a good offensive line. Hey. <laughs> I'm not going to say he's a bad <laughs> offensive line coach. There were a lot of circumstances that went into that in regards yeah. to injuries. Stork may have been playing with a concussion in the first place, but it is still something that it should have been caught by the coaching staff that he was tipping the snap by dipping his head like that. 
and it just made it made Cannon's job even harder because Cannon already was going to have a hard time against Von Miller just because one Von Miller, but two, he also was injured. He had turf toe. He yeah, had he almost no lateral mobility as it was. You add in Von Miller knowing exactly when the snap was going to happen. No chance. I mean, he's yeah. got one. Block, exactly one of the, <laughs> yeah, one of the fastest first steps in the NFL. Yeah, and you're giving him even more help. You're giving him a head start. Yeah. That's like it, that's like giving Shaquille O'Neal a ladder to climb up somewhere. Like it's just it's too much. You think he's ever been on a ladder? I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I think he's been. I don't. I don't think he's been on a ladder. No. I think I, think I, I don't see what's too heavy. Yeah, but you can get strong ladders nowadays. Welcome to the Pink yeah, Side Podcast. They make them out of metal. La- the- start, start with ladder talk. <laughs> <laughs> let's okay. Let's let's talk about the 2019 uh, New England Patriots then. So, Gunner. David Andrews, Gunner. <laughs> first, we're gonna start with David Andrews. Oh, David we, Andrews spoke about, we, we spoke about David there Andrews. Are, there are concurrent moves. He's done. Though. We made three oh, you mean different okay. trades for offensive linemen: Russell Bodine, Corey Cunningham, and I'm gonna butcher his name here: Jermaine Elamunor. I guess. It. I no guess. Idea. So his name all... is Bodine. Is it Bodine or Bodine? I don't really care. He's not going to start. It might be I Bodine. think he might. I think he might. Ah, yeah. He, he was good. With, he was a class player with Cincinnati, in my mind. Years ago, yeah. Oh, that's right. right. Years ago. Train. But everything happened years ago. He's everything. not been good since. And Ted Karras should be fine year. at center. Ted Karras should be fine, but I still think that um in the right situation he might be a guy that once he develops knowledge of the system we might slot him in occasionally because we do like right. to rotate our offensive linemen throughout games yeah but i would like to see him playing at least a couple games this year just so we know what we have for them maybe or at least a quarter like in the but, fourth, I mean, fourth, if we we'll blow out something if ridiculous. we already know what we've got with uh ted karras for instance and i see no reason to put yeah, him so in. if he's Sorry, if, in if my mind, line is healthy. I do not want to see him at all on the field. Yeah, but I went in my mind if Ted Harris was weaker, but if Ted Harris is playing fantastically, which he might end up doing, he's a good player, then I'd be happy with just keeping him in. Because why rotate when you don't need to? <laughs> We're not Pep Guardiola over there. <laughs> uh, of course, <laughs> along with that, we've also released a number of players. Uh, Cole Crossan's, of course, gone. James Ference, Dan Skipper. Uh, Skipper is just a big, tall guy. So, dude, I, I, Dan I mean, Skipper doesn't sound like a real person to me, and that <laughs> and that is my he evaluation. Sounds like the, he sounds like the good old boy. He sounds like computer-generated name. Yeah, like and a, it's like I don't believe generic he's real offensive lineman in Madden. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like I don't think he's a loss because I don't. You can't have that name and then play well. I just don't believe it. Well, mm-hmm. I don't think he's a loss because he just wasn't good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Flat out. That's. I don't know who he is, but I'm assuming based on the name <laughs> that he's shit. The only reason Sorry I know about him is because he's well, six foot nine. He's six foot nine. Oh, he's huge. That's just too tall. But well, Trent Brown throw about over that. that. How do you throw but, over that? But he's he's that tall, <laughs> and you'd think he'd be able to use that superior length to have some kind of advantage. But he can because of that height. He he just gets out leveraged like it's nothing. He cannot get his pad. Level no sense low. of gravity. It, it's it's he does have one. It's just way too it's high. It's almost comical. <laughs> <laughs> because you do get you do get players that are like uh, Alejandro Villanueva. Yep. Uh, I believe I pronounced that correctly. No, no. Um, 
Thank you. He uh, he's class, and he's like six foot eight. He's, now, a, he's a good little Dan player. did make it under our practice squad, though. That isn't so, much, no, though, is it? Eh. Technically, Read he's off. a member of the New England Patriots. He'll get himself I'm a not, ring at the end of it. I'm not entirely encouraged by any of the players that made it to our practice squad. I don't expect to see any of them at any point, really. But um, So, I guess we could talk about Gunner now. Yeah. You really wanted to talk about Gunner. Uh, I mean, he's a feel good story. He really you, you is. Sure you, you sure you don't want to keep going on about offensive linemen? Now that no, we've lost hey, offensive all line of is our the uh, building listeners. block of the offensive line is the building block of the uh, it's true the entire team. Um, and losing David it's Andrews so is short a big wide, deal. wide receivers as well, though. Especially I, ones that I call him punts. a wide receiver very loosely. That's not really going to be his role with the team. Well, I think we all said that about Edelman when he came in too, didn't we? Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just, I mean, it was a poor man's Wes Welker at the time because he could return punts. And so Edelman's he was taking time off of. You Wes can't Welker. expect anybody to do what Edelman did, though. That's true. I, I think I think he gets a bad rap around here. Lately. Put it, put an ex, put an expectation on somebody to become the wide receiver that Edelman became from the situation he had is. It's like yeah, when we sign. It's like when we sign a UDFA who's like t- tall and somewhat fast, and we're like, "Well, it's the new Randy Moss, Brian Timms." <laughs> just, this is, yeah, it's just not the same situation because, like, arguably, Edelman has a case for being the greatest wide receiver in Patriots history. He has a case. Uh... Has a case. No, he has a case. He's got a case. That's all I'm saying. He's got a case. It might not be a strong one. He's got a case. He's in the discussion. He's in discussion yeah, and you can't expect um, gonna off uh, three. Oshlevsky, um, to be anywhere near Oshevsky. that. Oshevsky. Oshevsky. <laughs> this is a weird question, but is he black? No. I, someone sent that picture in earlier, and he was black, and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. how have I just not realised he's black? <laughs> no, he's white. <laughs> See uh, the reason people are comparing him to Edelman. <clears throat> racist. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's something that's going to be cut. <laughs> like he's on the uh, Gunner's on the 53 man roster, right? Yeah. So what so, happened with that? Gunner was initially going to be released. Right. Last second we traded Keon Cross into Houston, which surprised me because I really liked what Keon Cross was doing with us. I figured he yeah. was going to be he's a really good special teamer. I figured he was also he showed that he can play effectively as a defensive back. So trading him was a bit of a surprise, but because we traded him, that freed up that roster spot, and Gunner was right. the guy that we kept. I think the Patriots were really afraid that Gunner was not going to clear waivers, especially since they knew very quickly that Braxton Berrios was not going to clear waivers. Right, right. Yeah, where'd he end up? The Jets? Yes, right? he ended up with the yeah. Jets. Uh, Berrios is a guy that kind of disappointed me. Mm-hmm. He has the physical tools to be that slot receiver. Yeah, I mean, it's just, he's, it's he's a matter of he's a seventh round pick or six. I don't remember when he got it. was late. Like, it yeah. doesn't affect me that much to know that he didn't make the team. No, it, it doesn't. It, it didn't like affect me, but it was just I liked what I saw from him in college, and I liked his physical traits, his agility, and it's just ability to make people miss. But he had so many opportunities this this preseason or this offseason to show that he could be an effective tool on offense, and he 
was invisible the entire time. So that was that was just a little bit disappointing to me. It is. I think um, our, there's an argument there that just because we were so happy with all our wide receivers, that he sh- that he kind of um, was like appeared more dull because he was around so many bright bright areas. But at the end of the day, he just I I don't know why the he might show some on the Jets, but I just don't think it's a loss to us. But as you said, he no, it's not a loss. Think. I was just hoping he'd be better. Yeah, the loss it, the loss is with the hope. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Aaron Dobson. The loss is the hope. Uh, I had so much hype for Aaron Dobson. There's no, there's never <laughs> been a better case study of tempering one's hype than Aaron Dobson. <laughs> I like how we've, yeah. So that's we've mentioned Chad Jackson. We mentioned oh, Aaron Dobson. Mentioned Brian Timms. <laughs> so we're working uh, our way Kimbrell through that There we go. There's another one. <laughs> well, to be fair, I was never that hyped about Tompkins. I figured he was just okay. I was on the Tompkins train for a while. He made some nice catches in preseason. I'll forever love him for that catch against the Saints, though. That was, oh, yeah. That was a fantastic day for New England sports. Let me tell you what, because that was the day David, <laughs> David Ortiz hit the Grand Slam, too. Yep. Oof. Yeah, it was a good day. That was fantastic. You hear Brady say that uh, that wasn't one of his favorite throws? Really? Yeah, he's like, no, that was more of a defensive breakdown. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. I bet he. I bet one of his favorites is probably that throw to LaFell against the Ravens. Yep, that was on there. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the throw like to uh, Gronk uh, against the Broncos on fourth down. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was on there. Welcome to the Pink Stripes podcast, where we reminisce over the past years of the Patriots instead of talking about the future. <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> Time to segue. What do you think we're going to do this year? <laughs> the, uh, the expectations for the New England Patriots are obviously high this year, and they're high every year. Um, you go into every year, you expect to at least make it to the AFC Championship, which, of course, they've done every year since, what, 2011? Yeah, that's why they call it the Tom Brady Invitational, right? Exactly. It's <laughs> that just me. So you have that expectation that they are going to make it to the AFC Championship at least. So when we discuss the Patriots and we discuss concerns and everything, it's going to be about are they going to what do we're going to do? <laughs> are we going to win the AFC Championship? Are we going to win the Super Bowl? That's what we're discussing for expectations for the most part. Because I think everybody here, all three of us, are going to be on board with we'll at least make it to the AFC Championship, or at least we should. Yeah, I think the conversation is. What are the scenarios that could prevent that? And I don't know that there are many out there. No, especially not with, especially not with the, the weakening of the AFC very recently because of Andrew Luck's retirement. Right. I mean, barring injuries, it's looks like the same old thing again. Yep. Good old AFC. It's boring, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I'm so uh, bored no, of the Patriots actually. winning every year. <laughs> I've. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of fans that are, but I'm definitely not one of them. Oh, I can't it see it. Isn't it matter if sometimes we don't win? I was like, oh, that's weird. And then next year we <laughs> yeah. win again. That's weird. <laughs> like, oh, the Red Sox won. Okay. <laughs> so now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just it's just the most lovely thing. It's the easiest thing. It's like making a cup of tea. You just, <laughs> it's just, just going to win. Are we going to get Very to the end of Thank you. I don't even drink tea. Just felt like something that was easy. Um, Doesn't isn't uh, that grounds disgusting. to be arrested in your country? 
Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm currently calling this from the Ecuadorian embassy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink tea? You're on the run? I, I think I remember That's reading bad. multiple times about... I can't remember what show it was, but there was a specific show that was huge in the UK. Coronation where Street. it's Coronation Street. What was I it? Know, I know the fact it's Coronation Street. Yeah, where the 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 UK had to take from the French power grid because everybody would turn <laughs> their kettle on at the same time. Yeah, the ad break, the ad break would cause so many people to go towards the kitchen and start using electronics. <laughs> it was it required major diversions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just it's just the most imaginably English thing. Oh, it's so it. is. And the most imaginably the most imaginably New England thing is winning the Super winning. Bowl. Gonna happen yes. again. Winning <laughs> championships in general is a very New England thing at this point. Oh yeah. Last twenty Final years. Oh, shit, I forgot about the Celtics. Yeah, that's been going on for a while. It's just it's gotta make so many people sick. And I love it. <laughs> oh, New York, God. Philadelphia, and Los Angeles are just probably sick to their stomachs because of how great Boston's been. Yeah. Thing thing is, we don't have sports spread. Yeah, we don't have collegiate sports. It's just professional sports up here. Because up in Boston, we care about the smarts, you know? <laughs> you know, the game where you start that football. I don't know what I'm doing. That was so bad. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't, sorry. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to be good. <laughs> hey, well, you know this. how do you like them apples? Hey, oh god, pizza. But oh, yeah, it's the spread of sports that impresses me because it's like all four. Yeah. While every other country, every other one, like the, 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 then the revolution has... over, they're just eating glue and losing every championship <laughs> they ever make it to. Oh, yeah. soccer isn't a sport anyway. Ugh, except it's women's in the World Cup. Oh, America! I love the way you pronounce soccer there. Soccer, <laughs> soccer, soccer. It's just soccer. a ridiculous word. Just call it call it football, man. You're the one. You are the ones that invented the word soccer. I know. To be fair, and, uh, every every time someone brings it up, it's like we're just learning from you, Dad. We invented <laughs> baseball too. Just go screw yourself. Oh, next topic. All right. So, <laughs> is that is that your version of segue? Yes. yes. Yeah. Segway. So, Moving on. With the expectations of the New England Patriots, we're going to talk about our anticipations for the offense specifically to start with. So oh, it's all good. we're going to start with the offensive line because yeah, I know. I think we've already kind of gotten into that a little bit. I, for it. I think the it offensive hurts. line will be fine. We are, we're going to discuss this for a second. I think the offensive line is going to be fine regardless. We as long as Shaq Mason's healthy. Oh, okay. Our guards are really good. I like yeah. our guards. Shaq Mason's. Wow. Arguably the best right guard in the NFL. And when he was out for time last year, we noticed it. We noticed it against Tennessee in particular. When Shaq Mason misses time, our offense grinds to a halt. Hmm. I think, um, as everyone always says, that interior, I don't even know what I'm saying this because it's so obvious. The interior is so important because Tom likes to use that area. So, yeah. so no, personally. Yeah. So Shaq Mason's <laughs> just such an important player. It's the same reason why a part of me is a little anxious about the center situation. But I do think that when you have Mason and Tooney on either side helping. It helps out that, a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't I'm I don't get anyone being worried about the because all right, separately. Our offensive line's the, fine. As long as yeah. the right side stays healthy because those two people are concerning. And the other thing is they're not Isaiah just pass blockers. Because they can they can run block as well. And I like that. I Isaiah have Wynn doesn't bother doesn't worry you? 
I'm not worried about Isaiah Wynn after what I've seen from him. Okay. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Trent Brown was. Trent Brown was the best left tackle we had playing in terms of quality of play since Matt Light. Nate Solder was good, not great. I think Trent Brown is basically great last year, especially in pass protection. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm more worried about injury-wise. I, coming back from that specific injury. I'm not too concerned about it because of his age. Oh, fair enough. I think it was more or less just a freak injury, and based on what I've seen from him, he hasn't... He, he physically he looks great. Like he's explosive off the line. He's his technique is sound. He's not getting beat quickly off the edge or anything like that. He's he's beating them to the edge usually because he's just good laterally. Uh, he's getting upfield and getting to the second level. It's good football from him. My fear would would be, and it's not a real fear of mine. The argument I can see working is that if you say. The thing that always made up for having weak tackles or having tackles who weren't exceptional sometimes was that we could move Gronk and Allen or whoever t- whatever time we had at the time around to help those tackles out, like with yeah. when we were against Von Miller. But I do I do think Will uh, Miller sorry, um what's his name? Wins fine. And I think that it might end up being that we use um Devlin in the backfield to cover that oh, in a way. Devlin's gonna be on the field a decent amount. We're gonna run a lot of those those uh twenty one sets with Devlin and Sonny Michelle and Damian Harris will be there. Um, I think Damian Harris is very exciting. Doesn't 21 mean you actually have a tight end out there, though? No, I think that's 12, isn't it? It might be. You might be right. I might be getting it confused. But I think Either 21 way. is. Either way, uh, you're 21 is. A tight end to be sorry, yeah, 21 is. Yeah. Two, it's two We're going to have, have any? We got uh, Izzo's going to be out there, and Lacoste should be out there. Izzo is not a receiver, but he's a good enough blocker. Okay. That, and that's what we drafted him for, was specifically for his blocking ability. Both of those are real big. In a certain way, when, you have, when you're blocking in the way that we are, if you're blocking with five men, the tight end can almost, if he's being part of a double, if he's doubling with someone, it's almost just being a warm body sometimes. And... I mean, all he's, gonna, all he's going to have to do anyways, especially with good offensive line, all he's going to have to do is chip somebody off the line anyway. Yeah. What's weird is I searched 2-1 football, and then I searched 2-1 American football into Google, and just got nothing that would indicate what we're looking for. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, offensive line, we're fine. I don't see anyone. Like we've got we, the, honestly, if anything, win should be exciting just because you've got a, youth, a young player who's playing so well. Yeah, I've, I've then, really liked what I saw in the preseason. And then, ah, oh, apparently there's a Japanese manga called I Shield Twenty One, and uh, it's American football is what it's focused on, and somehow that's more relevant than ah, oh, this is so annoying. Then, then you got the ah, oh, anyway. But then your <laughs> running backs, your running backs, really solid. I might be cutting that. Let's talk about running backs. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just having a bit of a breakdown. But the running back, the running back situation is also very solid, isn't it? Because, like, yeah. I, you just our backfield's about, great. You as said long the as healthy. Because but... last year we thought our backfield was great, and then they all died, and we had Corey Patterson out there running. Yeah, they all died week one, almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, who was Jeremy Hill? Jeremy Hill yeah. immediately went a... down. Rex Burke had been Sonny Michelle, and then we had yeah. we were trotting out Cordero Patterson as our main running back against the Packers, which it was effective. He ended up being surprising. good. Yeah. yeah. But Jeremy Hill was a uh, friendly fire too. That was yep. That was you know, run into on an interception return. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Hill was figuring to be a key part of our offense at that point. He looked really good. 
He did. What happened to him? Is... He's not signed. Wow. I, th- I think he's he's he hasn't recovered yet. I, I think teams just don't want to take the risk on it at this point with his age. Yikes. He showed a lot of talent when he was on the Bengals as well. Yep. Oh, yeah. Bengals fans hate him. I feel bad for him because of it. Because he left. For that fumble. No, for the oh, fumble, fumble against the yeah. uh, Steelers in the playoffs. Every, anytime you post anything on Twitter or Instagram, they immediately... It's ridiculous. <laughs> but they, I wouldn't know about this, but I've heard that um, losing makes you bitter. We, none of the people listening to this podcast have to worry about that, though, because success is just in the name. So I was just I'm surprised told. that there were enough Cincinnati Bengals fans to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, when people say, oh, get, Jeremy Hill says, oh, I'm getting so much hate, he means he gets one comment. <laughs> the one guy it's the same Bengals like, fan every single time. <laughs> it's the entire Cincinnati Bengals supporters club. It's, like, it's, it's like that. And it's Martin it's like that one meme for the uh, the guy that's like the Manchester City supporter, the guy that was the uh, on the stock videos and all that, where he's banging that drum. Uh, <laughs> oh god! Then so Sony Michelle, incredible runner, first yeah, round talent they showed I, last year. I really liked what I saw from him when he was playing too. He looked yeah. so much more explosive. Like the the like fact that he, he improved. Last year he was impressive because of his vision, his ability to read, mm-hmm. uh, read and run, despite being limited physically. His knee was definitely bothering him last year, and you can see that with the way he's running this year. Yeah, this year he's added a whole another dynamic to it with his ability to like he had uh, he had like a thirty or forty yard run that got called back for a hold, but the hold it might have been a block in the back. That penalty doesn't matter. What matters is what I saw from him on that play. Right, making people miss, which is something he really didn't do much last year. He had one of the most beautiful jump cuts I've seen from a running back. Honestly, he lowering his shoulder into every single play and getting an extra two, three, four yards every single time. That's my favorite part. Running away from people in the second level, we did not. He struggled with that all last year. No, and I'm assuming that had to do with his knee injury. But yeah, yeah he would, he would break line. through the line and then get caught from behind. Yeah, ten, he'd, he'd get like ten yards every single time because yeah, he could now run people. But now, he, I mean, he just looks explosive. I yeah. am a little surprised we kept Rex Burkhead, though. I have to say, so am I. I, I don't hate it because he's so versatile. But yeah, I'm. I, I, he was he was one of the ones that was on my cut list. But I keep hearing that Sony Michelle has actually been. Featuring more in yeah as a receiver, uh, which I haven't seen yet, so I don't know if that's true or not. But if that's the case, then you're no longer there's no longer an eighty percent chance you're running it when Sony Michelle on the yeah, field. You know exactly. It's for me that I what what I love about that, and you you kind of said it there is you've got if Sony Michelle is considered able to catch it, and then we've got four players who can run and catch at a reasonably good level. And I think that just gives you so much potential in terms of first disguising what you're doing, as you just said, but also that they can like you can move it around and you can uh, you can rotate the running backs out, and so Michelle hopefully won't have those knee issues because he's running it thirty times a game. And, and you can also run the uh, the fast pace offense as well that they do. Oh yeah, you have you can bring the players in and have them act in that way. Yeah, or just without without swapping, you can go from you know two tight end set with. James Devlin's your fullback to split them all five wide like they do. Yep, Un- yep. The underrated match. aspect. That's something that we like to do is we like to go into our base formations with and force the defense into a base formation, a base three, four, four, three, whatever. Yep. And we'll split everybody out five wide. We couldn't do that at all with Sony Michelle. If we right. can do that now, that's going to be deadly. Yep. 
just because I feel like we haven't mentioned him, I, I, I think I, I should both agree he deserves it. Damien Harris has impressed me. Yeah. Yeah. He's just he's just I mean, looks, like, looks like such a good runner, and I feel he like looks I, I can trust He's him. a good. He's a big physical guy. I like that. I, yes. I like a physical runner. Thing for me, what I I feel like this might be the most talent. I don't know the last time the Patriots had this talent to the committee, like because Sony Michelle, genuine first round talent, and he showed it. James White t- might t- he's a top receiving back in the league if just by that metric. Uh, Damian Harris. He, he was a third round pick. He's shown more than that, I think. And Rex Burkhead, very reliable. He, he he's also a top player. Like he's not he's not he's not. Sh- I mean, like, he was the one getting the ball at the end of games in the the postseason last year. You know, he's the one that scored the winning touchdown against Kansas City. He's reliable. He's the one that's getting the ball at the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's the other thing. I can trust all of them. I I I'm not yep. scared of any of them getting the ball. Like it is not a situation where we're gonna to have to pull out Jonas Gray to play a game for us. It's it's genuinely like, oh, who? Oh, Sony Michelle. We don't really want to play him today. Oh, I guess we're gonna to have to go with that fantastic player, James White. Oh, we don't want to play him either. Then we have got Damian Harris, and it's like this. It's such a great depth chart. It might be the best committee in the league. But I think I think maybe the Bears are better than it. I think that's an argument that you could make if you wanted to. I disagree. Bears have two running backs. Really, yeah, but they're, they're too pretty. I don't know anybody that has this sort of depth at running back. Yeah, I, I guess you should say the Rams have the, the Rams still have Malcolm Brown, I think, and then they have Daryl Henderson and Todd Gurley, but he's got no needs, he's worse than Michelle. So, um, who I can't think of a team off the top of my head that's got this much talent. Oh, actually, if if the Chargers had Saints, Melvin maybe? Gordon. If Charles had Melvin Gordon, I give it to them. Well, not maybe not better, but in, on the same level because Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, I both think, are really talented. What about the Saints? With uh, who's below and, Latavius Murray? I don't know actually. I think um, they have Taysom Hill, who isn't a running back, who, but he does gadget plays for them. So right. I guess they they definitely have the talented running back team. I don't think we have. I don't think any of our guys are top. T- are like. Elite tier running backs right now. Yeah, they're not but, the bell cows. The Saints have Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, and Dwayne Washington. In Washington, I don't. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's he's, my opinion. He's a jag. Do you know, for the record, let's let's talk about this for a second. Um, just just fancy wise, it's hilarious to me how many people were going for that guy who's on the um. He's he's got a Nigerian name, I think. Um, so I don't. I'm I'm gonna mess it up here, but it's like Ogzog. Ogzobby. I don't know. I don't actually know what his name is, but it begins. It begins with OG, and he's on the Jags now. And it's hilarious to me how many people are hyping him up just from to be cut instead of Dwayne Washington. <laughs> Imagine losing out your job to Dwayne Washington. Like it's just ridiculous. But yeah, I I honestly think it's the best committee in the league. Uh, Eagles. Eagles have a good committee, but otherwise, yeah, they do. Yeah. So what, Any Miles team Sanders. that can afford to cut Wendell Smallwood has a good committee. Right. He's such a good player as well. Like, do, do you know what really annoys me about our team, though? Is back in the day, whenever I saw a running back got cut, I'd be like, oh, I'd love to bring him in. I'd love to bring him in. <laughs> and now I see now I see these pretty good running backs get cut, and it's like, I'd love him, but we just don't need him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, they just wouldn't get carries now. But yeah, I, and then. Move, uh, similar to running backs, like not as ser- not as good. But I'm I know this is a point of contention, but I'm really happy with the wide receiver core. 
Yes, I was just going to say the same thing. There's a lot of talent there, and there's a lot of potential there as well. Like, I don't know what more. Like, obviously, they're not they're not like the a, a team that's got many good wide receivers. I don't know one's name, but they there's you, I I trust a lot of those players, and I think the more that Brady builds chemistry with the new guys, the more they'll end up being just really solid. I have cautious optimism about the receiving core. <laughs> yeah, that's, that might be the way to put it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a position of strength. I would say it has potential to be. Yes. Because I think, I have... think if they're on the field, the players that are on the roster are actually on the field. I think it's a position of strength. What's that point? Where the problem is, I mean, you're going to have Philip Dorsett as your third receiver, probably, at least starting out. Phil- I don't know if that. I don't, I wouldn't call that a fear because, firstly, I I know you're about to insult him. I don't have an issue with Philip Dorsett. <laughs> no, it's not that I have an issue with him. I just don't think he's very good. Like, that sounds like I, you have I, an I don't. Issue with him. I, you have. <laughs> he's extraordinarily average, and when like. I can't call it a position of strength when your third receiver is Philip Dorsett. He's only our third receiver I just as of now. So, like, it, right. Andy, what, Andy, what's, what's your The opinion? issue I have with Philip Dorsett is he can get open, yeah, he can get catches, yeah, but he's not getting any yards, especially not after the catch. No. He's more likely to come backwards than go forwards, it seems, sometimes. That's true. But like, he's but, reliable, Brady trusts him. And yeah, he and moves the trust is a big deal. Yeah, so he's got I do, that. He's I got do Edelman, like that. Same thing. He trusts him. He moves the sticks. Edelman can actually. You know, Edelman's, Edelman's more of that X Factor type guy that can do yeah. so much in so many ways. Right. And the opposite side, you have Josh Gordon, who well, I think we all know he's like what he can do if he's on the field. Guy. Yeah. He might um, be. He's really good at those three to four routes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of things to say. In terms of pure talent, Josh Gordon might be a top five receiver in the league. Oh yeah, still. I was going to say top, top for the record. I was going to say best. That's why I start to say hate. But seriously, <laughs> top top five isn't out of reach for him. Obviously, he did coke and drank a lot, and you shouldn't be doing that because the law. But the fact that but he was doing that and was still a top five talent in yeah. the league. Oh, uh, he's just it's just this. I, I, he's got, there's got so much potential with this team. I know everyone's been saying, yeah. oh, it's the best, it's the best receiving core of 2013. But it's just, even now, the, the talent is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like we've got yeah, a first round. We have uh, we've Demarius got Thomas round. and Nikhil Harry coming back at some point. I do pump right? the brakes on Demarius Thomas. A good bit. I don't. I don't. I, I don't saw either. him in the fourth preseason game. That's all I needed. <laughs> I, am, I, I told you I'm an optimist. I am on that train. After seeing him in Houston before his Achilles popped, he looked good. He, uh, that's a stretch. He looked good. He looked slow. Right. Yeah, he's still catching you know, things. Sometimes players don't work in some places. I think, I think Demarius Thomas can be perfectly serviceable. I will stop very short of calling him good. All right. All right. Here, here's a question for you then, Ryan. Philip Dorsett or Demarius Thomas? As your number three, Philip Dorsett. I think the okay. thing is with Demarius Thomas is that he is the most, uh, excluding Josh Gordon, he is the wide receiver who has been actually including him, 
at his peak, the best wide receiver we've had since Randy Moss, I would say. I'll ask the guys who like one on two day cuts because they were 50. Production wise, yeah. yeah. Sorry, production wise is what I'm saying. Yeah. And he he hasn't lost that much. He, I don't think he's lost that much of a step. And if he's on his day, on the right on the right day, hopefully Sunday, then Marius Thomas used to be a deep threat. Totally he's totally not that anymore. <laughs> he's a deep threat, but you I I know you saw him with those when he dragged the ball down. And like he didn't have a great catch rate, but when he was catching, he was immense. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that can catch in traffic really well. He can bring the ball down with people around him. Yeah, he's just not yeah. going to burn people anymore, right? And I think and that, that's fine. That was a huge part of his game. That's why he was so good. Was that he was able to just physically just beat people because he was faster and bigger and stronger. Now he's just yeah. bigger and slightly stronger. Yeah, but if you saw that catch last last game, last preseason game, that where he just kind of played that defender and then had that back shoulder catch. Like, yeah, it's just, that's that's the thing that he can do. Yeah, it but doesn't matter how much faster he is. That's still well. I'm just saying, uh, Matt. Unless I misinterpreted, and misheard it, you're talking about him being at his peak and not losing a step. I think he's very I'm much not, lost a step. I'm not. I don't think he's lost. Uh, what I'm saying is, I don't think he's lost that much of a step that he's right. out the team. Like, I think he's got. He's not. He's not like 2012 Demarius Thomas. Like, I, I would be right. an idiot if I was saying that. But I do think he can still contribute a lot on, oh, yeah. on his day. On his day, I think he. I think he'll have a couple of games where it's like, oh, wow, Demarius Thomas is pretty freaking good today. But I just don't think I I think he's serviceable. And that's not an insult. In fact, it's a good thing to be a serviceable receiver. I just think people need to pump the brakes on him in general. The other thing I think is valuable. This (laughs) trade has no brakes. He's got the intelligence that comes from experience. Like, a lot of the things he's doing is are things that he can do because he's been around for so long and he knows how to play play cornerbacks. I think I one of the awesome. aspects that I really do like about Demarius Thomas is physically he and Josh Gordon have fairly similar profiles to Nikhil Harry. Yep. They can teach him a lot. Yep. They I can also, teach him a lot. I also wonder how much of this gathering of very large receivers has anything to do with the new like pass interference being reviewable thing? Well, based on the Dude, way they're calling things in the preseason, yeah, I don't but, think we're going to see very many of those calls overturned unless it's absolutely egregious. That's true, but I mean, this kind of goes back to the whole Ravens of the mid two thousands. Their <laughs> offensive game players just chuck it deep and hope for a pass interference call. Wasn't it was the two thousands? That was up until like they won the Super. They won the Super twenty thirteen with that. Uh, with that <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, they were such a ridiculous team. Record that. just quickly. Um, this is my very minor diversion. I remember when those lights went off during that game, and all I did was watch Top Gear for an hour until they came back on. <laughs> I, I turned the game off at that point. I'm like, ah, it's over. It's fine. And then they almost yeah, came back. Well, but, well no, incredible. because I realized that I didn't I didn't even care if they did, because then one of the Harbaugh brothers was gonna win and I, I didn't like I liked, that I liked way. Jim. I, I couldn't Jim. say neither of them. There was no way I was gonna miss the last bit of meaningful meaningful football for the year under any <laughs> no. circumstances. And he's just not real. The fan. only the only way the hell I'm not the <laughs> only way I could see that happening is if it was a Jets Giants Super Bowl. I might I, skip a Jets. That Jets. was basically what it was. The Harbaugh glory brothers? Are you kidding me? The glory of that That's is basically just There's there is nothing worse than when two New York teams play in a championship together. 
Yeah. It was the last time that happened. Exactly. The New York Yankees and the New York Mets, the Mets did it once. Are we talking about like the 1850s? That was like 2000. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Is that way? Because the Mets, uh, uh, don't, I'm, I can't use the words on air that would have to describe <laughs> the quality of the New York Mets. One of, the, one of the saddest franchises in the history of professional sports. Ah, oh, they disgust me. Gosh. <laughs> Let's talk safety. I would say Brian. Sorry, I'd say Brian would be <laughs> upset about what you said. So Brian said would just probably nod and agree. Yeah, he met someone nodding and, agree. and then pass out in the closet. Safeties. Um, I was about break. Oh yeah, because course yeah, he is on the offense. Yes. Yeah. We, we we still have to discuss. You know that that scrub Tom Brady. I'm just trying to. What are we going to do with that kid? Over. Let me just cut him and bring in uh, Brian Horry and pay him twelve million, <laughs> and then uh, then keep Jared Studham as our starting player. Jared Studham, love it. Uh, it's just such a name that has already begun to annoy me, <laughs> and will continue <laughs> to do so. I need to I need get that, that on a that they use in the Patriots Unfiltered podcast because it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get ripping off other podcasts already. This is our first oh, episode. Yeah. If you uh, ain't taking ideas from other sources, you ain't living. Alex Dudham, I think he represents something that we can that we can we're not in the position of other teams. If something did happen, I I would trust him to make something happen for a few games at least. And then I, Tom Brady is what I think they did a perfect job of helping Tom Brady. They've built up the offensive line more. They've bro- they've yeah. built in the running game more so that we can actually run the ball and we don't need to rely on him as much. And we, we need that deep throw. We need something to, magical to happen. He's still got that going. So I I like the whole point with this offense is that I have not worried about the Patriots for years. They they never right. actually provide me with any worry and it continues to be the truth. If I worry about Tom Brady, I'm gonna start worrying about why uh there if there are chemtrails in the clouds, because that's how ridiculous it is. <laughs> Tom Brady's going to be just fine. He's going to be an elite yeah. quarterback. And I, his stats will take probably have a pretty significant uptick in the coming season because he's not going to have such a ridiculous amount of flux in regards yeah. to both the running back and wide receiver positions. Oh, yeah, especially beginning that's, that's of last year. Yeah, it was, that was, it was all over the place. He had, he had inconsistency in the early part of the year because he didn't have personnel around him, and he had inconsistency in the middle to late part of the year because he had a knee injury that was bothering him and he couldn't get his technique down. Yep. No surprise that he came alive late in the year when he was no longer injured and he had a consistent crew around him. Tom Brady's one year removed from an, uh, uh, an MVP season. Like he's mm-hmm. two. He's the year before he could have won, and it's just what he's such an incredible player. And it's just I don't get these people talking about aging now as if we haven't. If he was in age, he would have done it already. Oh. I I'm just sick of all of the local sports talk going on and on about his contract and him selling his house it's and all this so stuff. And how this is obvious <laughs> that this is the reason that uh, Belichick and Brady obviously hate each other and Kraft is getting in the middle and meddling and all this <laughs> stuff. Like just literally pulling stuff out of your ass. Oh, Brady's not happy with his contract. Well, yeah. he, he probably would be very happy to have five years in high gear, yeah. but he at least does understand that this, this is what it is. Like, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> Put it in. If that's what it's going to be, is it's going to be one year at a time from now on? Because frankly, we're in unprecedented territory. Exactly. As a lot of people, 
sorry, as a lot of people sorry. with ugly wives would say, just because something isn't perfect doesn't mean it's not the best. <laughs> just because he's not got a great contract, he's, the contract's not perfect doesn't mean it's not a good contract. And okay. he will he will stick around. It's just doubtless. And there's an understanding between the two sides from reports that there's trust there. They're, the reason they yeah. did things the way they did is because they trust each other to get the deal done when the time yeah. comes. That's why they can't franchise years. him because that's a show of faith from the New England side that there's yep. trust there that they are going to get this deal done. Otherwise, yep. they're on the hook for dead money anyway. Right. And the thing is, like, like underrated aspect of the New England Patriots as a franchise. What other team? I just they're trustworthy with their players. I feel like they they mm-hmm. right, they trade players like they trade older players. That's that's acknowledged though. Any older player should should be aware of that. But like they cut. Demarius Thomas, and then they bring you back instantly. I don't. I just feel like they're a team that treats players correctly, and they have done for a while. Yeah, I think they're transparent with their players at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that might be the fair way to put it because they do things that aren't great towards players, but yeah. I don't think they do anything that's unfair. Yeah, nobody ever seems to be blindsided by what happens. Yeah, definitely. And are right, we... let's move on to the defense briefly because yeah, we are. Upset. At about fifty-five minutes, half the podcast, half the positions, we've we've nailed it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we still have the entire NFL to talk about and pickums. Maybe we just blitz through this in ten minutes. I'll I'll just blitz through it now. I've just got the whole thing. Safety is great. Defensive line great. Linebackers great. Team great. Two ball <laughs> guaranteed. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> to actually talk about it though. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Thought I, did. I am huh. thrilled about our cornerbacks in particular. Oh, yeah. The, the amount fact of that you're talent trading away crossing. Yeah. yeah, the fact that you're trading away the guy that in a lot of NFL get snaps, at least in a slot corner role. Oh, yeah. Because he just, where are you going to put him? We've got so much talent at the cornerback position yeah. and at safety as well. We can't slot him into safety. We traded away another guy that we tried to put at safety. We gave, we gave up on Duke Dawson. It reminds me of is do you remember when we traded Justin Coleman either last year or the year before? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, and I, it was like that might have been three years ago now. It's yeah, it was a while, a while ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone was like, "Oh, Justin Coleman's so talented! What a mistake!" And now it's we trade someone who's arguably, I think, better, a better prospect than uh, Justin Coleman was at the time. Mm-hmm. And now it's just oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt we're gonna be. Fine. I'd say he's about on par. Yeah, but there's it's literally a matter of. Like back back then, it ended up working out, I'd mm-hmm. say. But I'm just, I think with um, the way the league is now, for all the things that the cornerbacks can do, it's just such a reliable set of corners to have. And they just, I, I'm doubt. I said before, but yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, of course, this proves that Belichick can't draft. Yeah, because we're starting away <laughs> second rounders. And then, similarly, I know you said that cornerback's your favorite position. I'm sorry if I'm moving on quickly, but I think the defensive line, I would say, is like, on par with it. Well, I think we lost them. Really? Sorry, off. God damn it. Um, I was saying that the offensive line, the defensive line is on par with the uh, cornerbacks in terms of talent, in my mind at least. I think there's. I wouldn't marks. put them on par, but I'd still say our defensive line, uh, well, our front, like for the pass rushing set, 
Yeah. I think they're still really good and they've been really effective. I think especially in the edge rushing roles, our edge positions are really, really good. Surprisingly Not, so. I I wouldn't say they're elite. I'd just say they're really good. Like You've got Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy is a really good setup already. And you get Jamie Collins, who's looked really good. You've got Chase Winovich, who's looked really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I just really really like what we've got in that such a situation on our defensive end. Yeah. I think it's similar to like our, our running backs where it's not huge names or massive talents, but the, the amount of depth that they have there mm-hmm. at that position is huge and they can just keep rotating guys in and out. You don't have John a, Simon's drop another a really good one. But... Yeah. I want to get back to Chase Linovich later, but it is just a matter of there's I just, the fact that we keep losing players like Trey flowers and that I think the team's the team's defense line has improved. It's such a such a showcase for how good New England is at getting talent in. In terms of pass rushing, I think we've definitely improved, and that's and that's shocking to me because Trey Flowers was our best pass rusher. Yeah, exactly. bringing in Michael Bennett it. helps that though. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Michael Bennett. I don't know how I even forgot him. And he's a, he's well, a top he didn't even play really in the preseason, at least not much. No, we didn't play him too much, but he's still a memorable player. No. I'm excited to see um, Shalit Cohen, Calhoun, Calhoun, sorry. I was thinking of Tariq Cohen still. Yeah, Shalit Calhoun, I think he's going to be, so I know he's meant to be going on IR. Has he gone on IR already? Uh, I can't remember. Good question. When he's healthy, at least, then I think he's going to be a solid yeah. contributor. No, he had, he's still on the active roster. I think he's I a good, mean, I think he's a pretty solid rotation piece. And he could become something more because he's shown that he's shown more than just being a rotation player in my mind. Obviously, he should, I, mean, I mean the flashes of potential, not the genuine like long-term play. Right. But yeah, I think, I mean, it's just... Of course, at safety, we've got the usual suspects. Yeah. McCordy, Pat Chung, Daron Harmon will be fine. Yeah. Um, that's, that's as rock solid of a safety group as you can possibly get. Yeah. And what I really, what I really value about it is that I feel like, as a whole team, they're bringing in these rookie and young, not not just rookies, like Jawan Bentley. Was he out last year? Am I am I wrong in saying? Yeah, that? he was. Yeah, he, he, he started off strong and then got put on IR after an injury. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm excited about how Bentley. Much, yeah. How much youth is coming through the team, and who they're genuinely so so much like Winovich, um, Cowart. I think Dietrich. What Dietrich? Oh, yeah. Cowart. I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah, and then like um, you mentioned him earlier, but uh, Joe—I don't know how to pronounce these people's names because they're dumb <laughs> names—but uh, Joe, Joan, Williams. Just call your kid Mike. Oh, you'll get it. <laughs> but like Jawan uh, Williams is a good example at corner. Jawan Bentley is a good example at linebacker. Uh, Winovich Cowart, uh, Calhoun. There, there's just so much talent up and down the defense. Who are you? But I also young. think there's a. A good mix of like a lot of these guys played together last year too. Yep. So they, they know a, they know each other better the system, and that's important. Especially like the defensive backfield, mm-hmm. where the communications. The a amount of chemistry we have in the defensive back. Yeah. Situation With them and the just... linebackers as well, you know. Yep. Especially bringing back Jamie Collins. Yeah, having a guy yeah, that's, yeah, really that's another hype train I'm on. It, Jamie <laughs> Collins is a guy that we've been missing since we let Jamie. <laughs> exactly. Now, that's not to say I, I think it's a bad thing to trade him. I'm just saying we've been missing the physical athleticism of Jamie Collins since we traded him. Oh yeah. Do you remember I, how, I've uh, been how watching Jamie Collins uh, highlights since we brought him back. 
<laughs> My God, that man is all over the field. I just hope no, he can, I, I hope he's learned how to cover a wheel route. <laughs> I was about to say the exact thing because I just think, <laughs> like, for covering running backs, he might end up being like such a vital part of it of the team if he can, if he can use his athleticism in the right way. Because with how many running backs coming through, how many teams are relying on running mm-hmm. backs? Like, if we get if we play the Chiefs and Jamie Collins can shut down their running backs, like uh, oh, yeah. Damian Williams, uh, Darwin Thompson, LaShawn McCoy now, then yeah. that's that's such a huge thing. That shuts down massive amounts of their team. And then it's all about In our covering. own division, we've got two premier receiving backs. Well, one of them is premier. The other one's a good receiving back. you got Le'Veon Bell as one of the best receivers at the running back position in the NFL. And mm-hmm. then you've got uh, Kenyon Drake is an effective receiver. That's true. That's what he says, and I just like, who's the second one? <laughs> okay, that's why. That's why I walked it back very quickly. And said he's yeah, good. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> but Lashawn McCoy is gone though. If we don't, Lashawn McCoy hasn't been Lashawn McCoy for three years. Um, no. Lashawn McCoy lost his soul when he was off the Eagles, but then I think <laughs> that's why he, he's like him. Him in KC is such a like dangerous prospect for us. Yeah. Like if you're a fancy player, then it's great for you, but it sucks to be us. However, I still say running backs do not win you football games, so I'm not afraid of it at all. Okay, Ryan. Well, someone didn't watch the 1997 <laughs> NFL season. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, I, you could just reference Barry Sanders just now and how they did nothing with his career. Exactly. Old Ladanian Tomlinson. But Saquon Adrian Peterson dragging the the Giants to a five and eleven yeah. record this year. <laughs> Saquon Barkley, best running back in the NFL. They can't win games with him. It's Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Um, I don't We're not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> At least once an episode, it will be mentioned that Christian McCaffrey is better than Saquon Barkley. And it would be proven by the stat sheets. Thick thighs but... save lives. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, and one of the things about Christian McCaffrey, you know, I love this segue, is that he can, can catch the ball as he did at Stanford. And what have we got? A great special teams. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Uh, so oh, segue. Ah, no, right? It's like it's like I'm San Francisco with all these segues. Is that still true of San Francisco? <laughs> Do they still have segues? So I got that from a Simpsons episode from like 2005. Hey, the guy that invented the segue actually lives down the street from me. Oh, that's cool. Really? Yeah, he's from New Hampshire. That's another thing New Hampshire hasn't committed, hasn't helped the world with. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> now I run some biotech firm in mill buildings or something like that. Oh, I don't think we need to talk about Stephen Goskowski. He's Goskowski. He's never reliable. I, Joe Cardona. He's a good. He's good at his job. What I do want to talk yeah. about is Jay Connor. Bailey. <laughs> We've spoken about him, mate. Uh, Jay Bailey. I'm really happy with him. I'm excited oh. about his potential, but I do. I was a little surprised. Well, that they moved on from Ryan Allen personally. I was surprised when we drafted Jake Bailey. I was not surprised when we cut Ryan Allen. Because you don't draft a punter in, what was it? What would you draft him in, the fifth or the sixth round? Yeah, you don't, fifth. You don't draft a punter to keep the other punter. That's true. But I, I just... As if we carry two punters into the regular season. <laughs> Imagine being the player that was cut in order to keep two punters on to the team. To keep the backup punter. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the most Belichick thing in the world, except there would also be so un-Belichick to make that sort of mistake. <laughs> but Jake but Bailey has... Except there wouldn't be a mistake. He'd Jake have a Bailey reason. has a 
cannon of a leg. Just That's has some true. consistency issues. And I do have some mild concerns of from him as a holder because he did have the mistake that with the laces in and Steven Guskowski yeah. missed. But that's and still the, something I think that just happens on occasion. I think it'll get worked out just fine. Yeah. Andy, I, what, I, what I know about Jake Bailey, he's got such a cannon, he could play right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I didn't even address you because I knew you'd be disappointed. But I, <laughs> I don't really get... I, I honestly, I don't mind losing Ryan Allen. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl, arguably. Yeah, that, that's but what surprised me so much. Is I, I, I felt like him and Slater had such a chemistry that yeah. it seemed like Slater was down there catching half the punts yeah. instead of the, the return guy. At the same time, how we're uh, catching Ryan, it out of the that's, that's a fantastic last memory for a guy, though. That's true. <laughs> for a punter, especially. Yeah. <laughs> Has Allen really been that consistent? Yeah, like especially inside no, the twenty, he's like, been he's always been yeah. really good at direction. I don't know about that. Yes. I think he's he's because I don't watch him, but I've been reading these articles and they've been saying <laughs> so, that he wasn't been that consistent. I don't. So, I, I don't, don't watch you, this guy. But I'm giving my, I'm I can't giving think my of any time where he wasn't. I can't think of any right. game where I was watching where I thought, "Oh, Ryan Allen, what are you doing?" You know. Um, the problem. Yeah. The problem Ryan Allen had after a bit was he started out with a powerful leg, but he's, he definitely didn't have as strong of a leg later on. But what he improved at was that directional kicking, that ability to pin people deep. Right. Then I do think Jake Bailey can do that now. And I think he'll improve more in the future. I think the concern we have with Jake Bailey is his technique for punting is one that will inherently be a little bit less consistent because he kicks on the outside of his foot, mm-hmm. which is weird. If it works, it works. But yeah, because isn't that supposed to, I remember reading some article where it's supposed to kind of knuckle the ball a bit more. Yeah, for, it makes it harder uh, to catch. Yeah, exactly. Which you actually saw in the, the mm-hmm. preseason. A couple of returners had some issues catching it cleanly it was because the people always talk about the left-footed punters for the patriots and it makes it harder to catch when actually i think the actual statistic for it isn't about that because it's it's such a minute difference which i'm sure probably let's pause for a second let's pause for a second i don't want to do this because we did this last week however i know it's an ugly point but it's inaccurate 0.5 to one percent now over a whole season thousand points that makes a huge difference that can win you a game once in a while so I don't think we should call it a minor difference. However, will I accept it's not the biggest difference in the punter? A better punter isn't going to be cut because he's right foot instead of left foot. Yes. However, I just don't think we should say that a 0.5 to 1% statistical difference is minor in the grand scheme of thousands of punts. So now we've got that sorted, carry on. Are we punting a thousand times in a season? Because I've got serious concerns about our offense. <laughs> Are there not punts that happen thousand times a season as a collective league? Yes, there are. Ugh. Does one punter do it a thousand times? No. However, a thousand left-footed punters is not is not based on one guy. How, one how guy many, being how many five. punters are there in the NFL? There, Matt. Like four. This is thrilling. No, I need some more punter talk. This is great. <laughs> nine, nine Can we now. talk about the uh, oh the wind God, direction at Gillette too? And how left-footed I'm punters would kick into that as opposed to right-footed punters? That's what I was going to bring up, is that left-footed punters do have slightly more range due to the building of the stadium. It's at the same time. Minor same. difference. 
is is the same if thing. If you have a better right footed punter, you're gonna take the better right footed punter anyway. I agree. We have the better right footed punter. Because at the end of the day, there's you know, as much as I appreciate that Ryan Allen does cool, is a good punter, he's not got the magic of a bloody cannon for a leg and a ball that isn't able to be caught. But that's yeah. just something that's really fun. And I think I think there might be an argument like uh, Ryan, genuine question here. Andy, feel free to answer <laughs> on your own time. Um, would you rather have more consistently deep punts or a higher chance of a fumble? Higher chance of a fumble. How much higher of a chance of a fumble are we talking? I don't, I don't know, mate. You've seen 1%. the two players. <laughs> no, but you've seen the two players, so imagining a slightly higher. I would rather have the other team pin deeper, usually, actually. Less points per drive if they're deeper. That's probably true. And turnover battle is, what, the number one? I'm not, I don't know, but it's number one. But I'm thinking um, it's still going to be true. a significantly smaller rate of stops. Like, yeah, the turnovers, it would be great to get more turnovers, but your chances of getting significantly more turnovers is a lot smaller than your chances of stopping them from scoring significantly more by pinning them inside the 10 every time. And the other part of that is how often are the pages punting from their own like that's, side of the field? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a fat that's, one. They that's rarely why, that's why I really liked out. what we had with Ryan Allen in the first place. Yeah, exactly. You didn't need a super powerful guy. You needed a directional punter because you're punting. Yep. Usually you're punting from your 45 or like the 50. Exactly. Just outside of field goal range. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I think the summary point with the special teams is that we've done we've done something unusual with the punter, mm-hmm. but once again, yeah. as we've said with the offense and the defense, it's all it's all smooth sailing as far as I can yeah. see. Should be fine. All right, I moving on honestly, briefly, yeah. briefly to <laughs> return specialists. I know somebody's all hot and heavy yeah, about uh, Gunner. Yeah, but... So, all right, here's a question for you: Who's going to be return kickoffs? Because uh, the, really the depth chart officially states Matthew Slater. I don't believe it. He's done it before. Uh, when? How long ago? Uh, same year Is that... He's, what, like 45 we... years old now? <laughs> he's still fast. He still burns down there. He is fast. It, it's same year that uh, we had... Um, not Golden Tate. Brandon Tate and Devin McCourty doing it occasionally. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was a while ago, too. That was the year Devin McCourty had a kick return for a touchdown. That might might have been 2010, wasn't it? Give or take, yeah. I'll say 10 or 11. (laughs) Because I think it was Devin McCourty's rookie year that he did that. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's a burner, too. Third fastest ball carrier in the NFL last year. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the running backs, like a Rex Burkhead or a Brandon Bolden. Uh, I could see Bolden doing it. Yeah. Sorry, he was the third fastest. He did it a little bit. Player. What? He was the third fastest player in the NFL last year. The third fastest ball carrier in the NFL last year was Devin McCourt. Yeah, on his pick six oh, against yeah. Buffalo. Uh, I think it still has like a ninety-one speed in Madden. By the way, <laughs> that's not annoying. <laughs> I thought you were about to say that's good. Um, I just think that with um Should with we get the, way to the we rest of the NFL. Yeah, I think we should probably talk about the rest of the NFL since we also yeah. have to do our pickums and we have limited time at this point. 
Yeah, I think so. So, us in limited time is limited imagination. <laughs> and you are clear of it. So, we're going to very briefly talk about both conferences, just talk about the main competitors in both of them, and then we're going to do our division-by-division breakdowns. So, first we'll start with the AFC, since it's very easy to talk about the AFC. There's not a whole lot at, at the top. Jeez. Obviously, the the top of the list is the Patriots. Yep. Second place is the Chiefs in terms yep. of favorites. Beyond that, it's a bit of a crapshoot. Also, I Rams after that. Uh, the AFC. AFC, mate. Yeah. AFC. What? You said Rams. Well, yeah, no, I said also Rams. Oh, oh, I thought you said Rams. No, it's also Rams. Like anybody after second place. Yeah. Like they, they also ran that. in the race, but nobody remembers them. Exactly. That is that is like, not a thing. That is absolutely a thing. No, it isn't. In America, <laughs> from a political sense, we talk about it like that. Oh, yeah. you mean like political race? Yeah. Whatever like you want. I do run. Anyways, talking about Whatever the conferences want, before we start talking about politics and <laughs> more time. Um, okay, Ron, so you got the Patriots and you got the Chiefs. Beyond that. Browns. Uh, yeah. It's Texans over Browns. Texans over Browns. I think right now, man. The Texans did get a left tackle. I mean, in terms of seeding, I think it'd be the Texans. In terms of actual ability, I think it'd be the Chargers until everybody dies. Yeah. Because it's the Chargers. Yeah. Chargers aren't winning stuff. I think so. I think they're going to take a step back. Last year was the year of destiny, and they didn't do anything with it. Really, what's really sad about the Chargers with these years, to be honest, because the Chiefs didn't have a defense. Yeah, you can't. I also like, think the Chiefs are going to take a step back offensively a bit. Just, just I think natural statistical, natural statistical regression. Yeah, you would think that, but you would also think that they would have slowed down at the end of the the season. Also, and kind of I think didn't they a little bit. The issue with statistical regression Not is like that us. the issue with statistical regression is that. There's no, there's no regression. There's no mean that you're actually working with when you're talking about a team. Like we don't know what the mean is for this team because we've only had one year of it. The mean is as it is now, and its regression to the mean would be as they've played last year. I'm just saying, but, I don't think you can yeah. expect Patrick Mahomes to toss up 50 plus touchdowns and 5,000 yards again. I don't know because he he played like that all of last year, and he showed it in the playoffs as well. Expecting anybody to toss 50 plus That's touchdowns and 5,000 yards is outlandish. It's Except, that's a if he, if he it, because it doesn't happen often. If you said that 30 years ago, you'd say, oh, thrown over 4,000 yards with 20 touchdowns would probably be weird. And they but that's only because the, the rules change to favor You're the also, offense. It, you can say, I mean, yeah, if people throw for 5,000 yards, Drew Brees does it, has done it a, few a times. lot. But you tack in 50-plus touchdowns. So maybe not 50-plus touchdowns, but then I don't think it's a huge drop-off. I mean... It's hard to get 40 touchdowns in the NFL as a quarterback. Yeah. It's hard, but it's not like it's not impossible. It's not. No. I no, don't it, think it's so but, statistically but, unlikely that I'm willing to say that it's going to be some sort of regression. I, that I think it's to. statistically unlikely for Patrick Mahomes to have a repeat of last season. Brian, how about this? We're doing a podcast now. That's a recording that's going out to the world. <laughs> Do you want to call the an over under on this? I'm going to go on the over. Ooh, you can right. go on the under. That's I think this is worthwhile doing. 
All right, here you go. Uh, 13 wins on the season for the, the Chiefs. I was doing it specifically with Patrick Mahomes' stats, but okay. Um, do I, I do, do I actually think like 12.5? What was it? All right. All right, 12 and a half. Just so we have a, just so we have a number 12. You can say 30 and a half okay. if you want to. 12 and a half. 12 and a half, under. Over. All right. Somebody <laughs> write it down. All right, Ryan. Um, 4,500 yards for Mahomes. Over. I'm also going on the over there. 40, 40 touchdowns. touchdowns. Yep. 40 touchdowns under. Over. Wow. Okay. This is, this is actually really interesting to me because yeah. week 17 of this podcast, talking about the Patriots, we won't have to talk about them much because they'll be in the divisional. But I, right. I'm really interested in seeing how that goes for Patrick Mahomes. Did somebody write this down? I'm, I'm typing um, it now. You're typing <laughs> it now. Okay. But the thing is, do you think he'd win the MVP with those stats? I know this is. I know this isn't on the set list. So Ryan's gonna cry. In a normal, in a normal year, that was the MVP. There are sometimes outliers, mm-hmm. but in a normal year, forty-five hundred plus twelve wins, and say thirty-five touchdowns—that's an MVP yep. year. Yep. Although I guess it depends on the interceptions, because if he threw fifty interceptions, he wouldn't win. I don't. Uh, that's the one thing that I don't think he's gonna have an issue with, because he just hasn't shown a predilection to throwing. Too many but if, if he's anyway. also throwing 50 interceptions, he's probably not throwing 40 touchdowns either, though. Yeah. No, this is just an, an incredibly strange team. <laughs> Unless they're all pick sixes <laughs> and he gets right back on the field. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He's, he throws 80 touchdowns, but he loses every game somehow. <laughs> Welcome to the Kansas City Chiefs podcast, everybody. I think, I think actually, so going a weekly over under could mate. be fun. Yeah, I think it could be. Although, obviously, this is a whole season, but I think it's worth doing. Um, I, I want to know right, what so, your thoughts are on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, think then, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. I, don't, I would say they're probably not going to make the playoffs, if anything. That's how I, I'm I, feeling about it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they missed. I wouldn't be surprised if they made, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're, well, they're right just, on that border. Their whole thing is addition by subtraction. They're going to be better... Because of all the awesome guys they got rid of. Yeah, which is just isn't real. There yeah, is something to be said for locker room cohesion. Yeah, and cohesiveness. Okay. Yeah, that's that's fair. But... What's the um, Bill Simmons example that he uses? But, the uh, Patrick Ewing example. There, there's also the guy. issue that there are two other people in that locker room that are problems, in my opinion. Yeah. They're not <laughs> important. Are they? At the top of the. Yeah. The head coach and quarterback are just so minor. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not going to say it. Just matter. I just, I think the, I think if I had to pick two teams to get out of that division, I would say the Ravens and the Browns. I think the actual answer is going to be the Browns. Cold take. I think they're only really. N- no, uh, I'm not that high on the Ravens. That, I, no, sorry, I, I'm, no, I think I, I was being sarcastic with cold take. Okay, sorry. Thank you. I'm not yeah. hot on them. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I do no. think I would pick them over the Steelers at this point. I um, okay. I think I I think I'm a little more bullish on the Ravens than either of you guys. I don't I think, think they, they have, have a modern offense. I think they have a ridiculous amount of depth, and I think Lamar Jackson can be a quarterback. I think we're basing it entirely yeah. on what Lamar Jackson did last year in a makeshift offense that was designed at the last second because they didn't want Joe Flacco starting anymore, <laughs> or was it that Joe Flacco got injured and then they didn't want him starting anymore? It was but literally that just shows you their forethought. They cobbled together an offense because they had to. Now that he's actually had an offseason to develop as a passer, and he showed that he... It's not like a Josh Allen situation where he was 
clearly inaccurate in college. He had he was accurate and he could throw the ball effectively in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was so, okay. He got a lot better throughout college. His last two years of college, he was yeah, more than just an okay passer. Yeah, but then you saw him against the Chargers in the playoffs, and he looked lost. Basically, daring him to throw well, the ball, and he couldn't. He looked lost until the fourth quarter when he started making a lot of throws. That's true. Okay, so if you had to pick six teams to make the playoffs from AFC, what what are your six? All right, uh, Pats, go. Chiefs, obviously. Yeah, Pats, Chiefs. Yeah. Obviously, we all know the system is one from each division, then two more who are wild cards. Now, I'm just explaining this for the new guys in the audience. All right, AFC North, who do you got? That's what it comes down Thanks. to. Well, okay. Pats, Chiefs, Texans, Browns, but at the same time, I could see them crashing and burning. Um, at the two wild cards. Chargers, Jacksonville. I would go Jacksonville. I was going to say the same thing. Jacksonville and the Chargers yep. would be mine. I don't Big like Nick. Nick Foles in a 16 game you know season. Uh, Actually, no. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going, I'm going Colts. I'm going Colts. I don't care. For oh, wow. the I would I'm, take the Titans over either of those two teams. That's ridiculous. No, it's no. not. They literally yeah, Ryan were just Tannehill's in the run. <laughs> Like, <laughs> last year, they were in the running despite being decimated with injuries and having a rookie head coach. Yeah, but I would, I time, would much rather have the tight. Like I, I would much more easily take the Titans in the playoffs than the the Jaguars, led by Nick Foles for sixteen games with an explosive locker room, to put it lightly, and the Colts, who just had their franchise quarterback retire before the season started. Yeah, and we've we've seen the Colts. When you with... say quickly, sorry, when you say you'd rather have the Titan, Titans in the playoffs, are you saying it's in to make the playoffs? I, I, the I, I'd feel to more comfortable the picking the Titans in the playoffs than either of those two other. Teams. I think I mean, once again, I, like, I think they have a higher chance of making the playoffs. Making okay, making the playoffs. Sorry, yeah, a bit of confusion now. Um, but for me, like the wild card spots, I. I just I don't see the Ravens losing that many games. I think the the Ravens have a high floor. They don't have a high ceiling, but they've got a high floor. On virtue of that I, defense alone, I don't see much other competition for them. Uh, like, the, the only teams that compete to me would be the Titans, maybe the Jaguars, and the Jets for that six wild card spot. I was also thinking the Jets might be a shout because I, I think. Just like- I like that team in a few I think ways. the Jets have the ability to win eight games, possibly. <laughs> I, I, they, I mean, I, they could swing a couple more games. They could swing even two more games, but I think eight games is basically where they're at. But just confirm, we're all agreeing on the same division winners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like. And so my two it's wild pretty chalk right now. That. Wait, but I've check, got. I almost went with I've exactly got, the division from last, the playoffs from last year. I just realized I've taken one team <laughs> out. I think. The Browns, yeah. yeah. I've got, I've got, uh, Chargers, Ravens are my wild card. Chargers, Ravens. Who do you think's gonna finish above which? Do you think Ravens or Chargers? Chargers. Okay, and then Andy, I also think so the Chargers you... are gonna finish with a higher record than the Texans. I don't think that. I think, the I think they might finish with a higher record than the Browns. Uh, I, just, I think the Texans are gonna get beat up by the. I mean, I don't think that. I don't think the Texans are that good of a team anyway. I do. Like, I think. I think they're winning their division by default. 
what's weird is we've all talked about how much we like certain teams in the AFC South, and yet we all agree the AFC, AFC South isn't very good. <laughs> it's like it's four extremely average teams. All right, my I don't, my, I don't my, think my the are average. My wild card pick is going to be They're Bills the, the, Jets. King of shit mountain. Wait, did you just yep. pick three AFC East playoff teams, yep. including the one led by a guy that can't throw a screen pass accurately? Yep, yep, I'm doing it. You heard right. it here oh first. Oh my god! <laughs> right, I just want to make heard a point it here first. Is because Warren Buffett probably couldn't throw a screen pass, but he's one of the richest men in the world. So I'm just, I just don't think that's a valid point. <laughs> Saying like I just don't think it's very fair. Josh Allen um, can't throw a pass accurately, but oh boy, he can playmaker. jump over a guy. He's a playmaker. He's a <laughs> he's leader. A he's a leader of men. He looks good in shorts. He just wins football games. That's Tim all he Tebow does. Circuit 2011. It's not a game of stats. Hey, and what did Tim Tebow do? He brought them to the playoffs. And then he got smeared by the Patriots. That was That's one fun. of the that was one of the most enjoyable games. Right down oh, to yeah. Tom Brady punting it on third down. Oh, that's right. And Von Miller fighting. Yeah, and then the kerfuffle afterwards. I think wait for one team to find the player who can play punter as well as his regular position. And <laughs> Randall Cunningham. Just, and this fails miserably because they don't realize how difficult that is. Hey, I mean, the Cowboys found a guy that can kick occasionally and play safety horribly. It's a bit different, isn't it? Because he, can, he, can, he can't really kick very well. <laughs> he can also can't really play safety, safety very well. well. <laughs> Every time Tom Tupa came in back in the day, the announcer will let you know that he used to play quarterback. Oh, you I don't know, think I ever that... saw him throw a football, but he used to play quarterback. Hold on. Hold on. I just remembered something. Sorry, mate. What? I need to look this up. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually who it was. That's who you're talking about. Who? The one that uh, had threw, like, what was it, two touchdown passes in a game? <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh, God. The that was a, ridiculous. That was weird. Do you know what I can't wait to see? And I'm genuinely certain this will happen at some point. Is that there will be a player who they'll bring in a. I think it'll be someone who's English or maybe New Zealand. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, Kiwi. I'll call them that. And they will bring someone in who can drop kick better than their NFL player can regular kick. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, I've seen I've seen players drop kick goals in rugby from like 50, 60 yards out. It's mm-hmm. a different ball. It flies differently and all that. Yeah. yeah. But. I genuinely think the NFL kicking record will one day be broken by a drop kick. I can see it. It's what the uh, the Browns have an English punter. Is that something that's true? Uh, I know there's a lot of um, I know there's a lot of Australian punting in college. There is a ridiculous amount of Australian punters in college right now. Yeah. Uh, Houston's Houston's got this 30 year old. I think he's six foot seven, 230 pound. Like, just the. Just a grown ass man playing punter out there. <laughs> you know, the other thing is the value of that is that the the tackling will be a lot better too, right? Because yeah. you get you yeah. get these players who can properly and tackle. They're actually legitimate athletes. They can run too. Uh, sorry, Adam Vinatieri. Can I clarify something here? So it's, <laughs> I forgot Jay- about that. <laughs> uh, Jamie Gillen, as Pat McAfee would say. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, Jamie Gillen is the Browns punter. They cut they cut Colquitt over him, Ooh. so they could have him instead. He's from Inverness. He played Highland rugby. He um, moved to uh, Maryland when he was seventeen. Played at some like D two team, I think. He was undrafted, but he's he's won the he's won the position. He had a seventy four yard point 
punt a few weeks ago. Like, he's actually really good. And, and also, I'm just going to... Uh, he just looks like such a man because he's six foot two and, <laughs> two and 210 pounds. He's a punter. He's got, the, boy. he's got the hair of a god. <laughs> I just need you to... I'm going to just have to send you a picture. Sorry. Yeah. This is not very podcast worthy because that's not our podcast work. But he's, just, <laughs> oh, he's such a man. He's, he, oh, he's sexy. Sorry. His name, his name <laughs> is the... His name is the Scottish Hammer, which is just a great name as well. Oh hell yeah! Oh, yeah, Lord. just look at that. He look looks at like floor. Yeah, he does. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I, he's probably I'm definitely going to provide a link to that in uh, in the comments. In the but yeah. you have to. But yeah, so I think that. How many times do you think he's going to get tested for PEDs this year? Weekly, right? <laughs> he's just Scottish. They're just mad up there. <laughs> um, bitch. I'd say honestly, right, right. NFC. So, so, yeah, let's discuss let's the NFC briefly. When you're thinking yeah. about it, how many times have we spent talking about punters in this episode? <laughs> punters and offensive linemen. I'm sure people welcome are to thrilled. the Patreon podcast where we discuss <laughs> the least interesting positions. For yourself. So, um, up next, long form <laughs> discussion about long snappers. <laughs> All right, so N- NFC, arguably a lot more difficult to call than the AFC. Arguably, in sense of arguably, definitely. Um, but arguably, black holes exist. But um, yeah, I don't <laughs> know why I love that. <laughs> um, I don't picture. But my my feeling is on this. I think the east is the most difficult to call. I think mm. the Bears are going to take the north. Mm, south, south's more difficult. Okay, so I, I just mean west. that none of the teams in the east should win. So basically, <laughs> we're all in agreement that the entirety of the NFC is difficult to call. It's a shit show. <laughs> I'm leaving that in there just because Good. it's perfectly adequate to describe this. <laughs> That's all it is. But when I talk about pigeons, it's never left them. Um, <laughs> that, that, I was going to make a make... World War One trench joke, but I thought that was mad. <laughs> what what right, right now, now someone thinks I've made a pigeon joke that you've cut out. And they'll be like, <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to hear that pigeon joke. Multiple pigeon jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I so think... let's go division by division just to make it a little okay. easier. Right. Easier to do with the AFC. All right, NFC East. I've got the Eagles winning, but I've got a little asterisk there. Assuming Carson Wentz stays healthy. Well, let's pause for a second. Ryan, you, you're doing this a lot in this episode. Where you're like, Yo, let's, let's just stay a, a bit back. Let's stay a bit back. Oh, good is not going to be the greatest wide receiver forever. Oh, yeah. It's like, mate, mate, just be, just be real for a second. I'm being, be I'm being real. real. Positive. Think positive. The it's Eagles positive. will win. The Eagles will win the NFC East. Nailed it. Thank you. Right. I agree with you. On the back of Josh McCown. <laughs> oh, I've changed my mind. I'm saying Cowboys. I'm going Giants. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I think Eli's clone is going to lead him to the promised land. <laughs> okay. You go full. Uh, like what is it? Oh, full uh, hot take. No, no, what's the term in D and D? Chaotic. Oh yeah. Chaotic I don't good, maybe. No, the bad one. Chaos <laughs> evil. I, I, I guess, know. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think right. putting the Bills and the Jets in the uh, the the wild card spots that's pretty that's pretty chaotic. Good. Okay, NFC North. Uh, Bears. I agree. It's none of those other teams. The Packers are past their prime. 
The Vikings with Cousins don't scare me even a little bit. Has he thrown a touchdown this this preseason? Because I don't think he has. Um, I don't think the Lions. Stats, but I'm I think still the Lions are like a the Lions are probably a year away still. I like them. Be a year away for fifteen years. The Lions no, are going to pull wins away from card. other teams, but they're not going to make the playoffs. I could see them as a playoff team, like a bubble team. I, uh, his thing, I they're the worst team in that division. I don't no. know about that. Yeah, I think I think no, they're the yes, team, yes, the they pack, are the worst team in that division. No. Right? Yes. You can't, you can't just say they're the worst team. Then where, where are your stats? <laughs> Where's your season that hasn't happened yet? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Show me that win loss for 2019, and I'll believe you. Chicago Bears are going to win that division. Yeah, yeah we all agree on that. Chicago Bears are going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, Saints. Panthers. There's my prediction. Uh, I don't. I think the Saints are falling off this year. Why? Drew Brees has fallen off historically the last two, three seasons late in the year. I think. I think he's getting there. I think he's getting old. I think oh, he's showing oh, is this it. A, is this a Max Kellerman take right I here? I think he's showing it. I think they're going to start off strong like they usually do. Use the word. Use the word. Oh, I'm not going to use that fucking word. Use it. Use I'm it. keeping that word in there this time. I'm not using that. Use it. No. What's the word? Cliff. <laughs> I think what we're going to see is his regression is going to come sooner. He's still going to be a decent quarterback, but he's not going to be elite later in the year. He's going to start off strong like he usually does. Uh-huh. And the Saints are going to start off strong. But I think they'll lag behind the two of the other teams in that division because the Falcons have a ridiculous amount of talent, and people forget that because last year everybody died on that team. And the Panthers have a lot of talent too as long as Cam Newton's shoulder is not dead to the world. I mean, no so love I for the Bucks with that division. <laughs> no love for the Bucks. I I I can't trust Cam Newton to stay healthy and long enough for the. Panthers it's hard for me to trust. Cam, it's hard for me to trust Cam Newton to stay healthy, but it's also hard for me to He's trust Drew Brees hurt. to. Yeah, he is. It's hard for me to trust Drew Brees to play that well late into the season when he hasn't done it the last two years. Yeah. Brian, who are you saying is winning that division? Falcons. Mm, you're gonna do this to me after Cam Newton got injured. <laughs> um, right, Andy, Panthers. your picks. Pa- oh, thank you for agreeing with me. You know it's right. Do you know why? Because they got, got that. Not because of Christian McCaffrey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just Just, you know, how about this, think... how about this? For a fact, your little your little boy toy, Saquon Barkley, can't drag any team to the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> going to be there. There's 2,000 yards, 1,000 yards. Here's, here's Just like he did last point. year? Here's the way no he dragged them to the playoffs point. last year? And uh, Andy, mate. Shut up. Um, <laughs> He's got no response. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Over under, I think Chris McCaffrey will get a thousand to thousand. Really? That I think is... I'm so 2,000 all purpose yards. Well, under on that. Right, let, how about this? What do you think is a reasonable over under for that? 1,500 all yep. purpose yards. I definitely think he got that last year. Okay. I but think he got. I, I, think he'll be a bit, I think he'll be a bit over 1,500. I do not think he's going to reach 2,000. Uh, so do you want to say 1,000? Do you want to say 1,600? Like, like, what's, what's your number that would make you say under? Over, under, sorry. Uh, under 17. 17. I think he's, he got that last year. Yeah. 
I'm not going to do yeah. it again, apparently. And I think other parts of that offense are coming alive. DJ Moore in particular. Yeah, tenuous, tenuous opinions from you guys. I'm not saying I don't trust you. I thought I, I was doing that. I don't trust you as far as you can throw them. Um, he almost got 2,000 all purpose yards last year on very low attempts. I just he only had, think he's going to he do only it. Had 200 attempts. He's a good, he's a really good running back. He's a top three running back in the. I don't think he's going to do it. All right, NFC West. I, we I don't think any of those teams are making the playoffs. Begins. San Francisco none of those, No, none of them are making the playoffs. That's my take. I'm okay. picking the San Francisco 49ers to win. Oh, Jimmy Grapes. I forgot. I am Back. fully on the hype train for the Niners. All right. I don't Brian, know why, is, but I am. I've, I've heard you say you're on the hype train for this before. And I thought you meant statistically in fantasy because they're not winning that division. <laughs> I think they're going to win that division. That's, that here's, is. Here's that what is I'm saying. Dumb. I think they've Ew. got a quarterback now. They've got solid pieces of that defense. They have talent on offense. They've got the new Gronk. There's no. Yeah. yeah they've got George Kittle who can do both things really well. Yep. They've got a lot of running backs that are good. They've got actual receivers now. Name one. Dante Pettis. Debo Samuel. Showed me up. <laughs> a few good receivers. They've got more running backs. <laughs> all right, Matt. Then, they, Matt, all right. If, you, if, you don't, if you're not on the 49ers train, who do you think is coming out of the NFC West? You're just going chalk, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Kyle and Murray time. What I love about you is that um, there are going to be, be people out here who believe you. <laughs> They're like, oh, what a numbskull. I'm, I'm <laughs> commenting on this. I'm going to give them a one-star review. And as a result of you, Ryan loses his baby because he can't afford to pay for him anymore. That's despicable. <laughs> I'm just... Despicable. Ryan, congratulations. I, I'm, I'm so happy that Two people can be so wrong about their picks, and I'm going to look like <laughs> such a genius when the 49ers win this division. I like how oh. little love we've shown for the Seattle Seahawks, though. I'm, I'm currently considering changing my picks to Seahawks. Nope. The Seahawks are going to win eight games, and they're going to be happy about it because they deserve nothing more. They don't deserve uh, to be happy. They, Who is they're so going loose? to be dragged to eight wins because they've got a good quarterback. Outside they of the that, they've ball. got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, so, they've got a great middle linebacker, too. But and they now have a good edge. Oh, they do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a really good run-stuffing edge. He's not a good pass rusher. Well, he's not they play he's a good the, pass rusher. He's not a great pass rusher. They play the AFC North this year. Does that change your opinion on eight wins? No. I don't... In Ryan's mind... They've got three solid teams in the AFC North. Well, to be fair, the NFL, as it stands right now, is a whole lot of not very good teams. Which is by design, though, isn't it? Yes, exactly. That's why it's very safe to say a team is going to win eight games. But the the Seahawks... Yeah, way to go on a limb. The Seahawks, (laughs) genuinely, I think, are just eight, nine wins. Like, they they can make a wild card purely because Russell Wilson is magical. But they don't have a whole lot outside of Russell Wilson. What really pisses me off 
Russell Wilson we, uh, will driving be on the wrong side of the road. Yes. Russell Wilson will be the yeah. most underrated QB from this generation. Yes, absolutely. Undoubtedly. Because he's, he's got a top one five quarterback. Easily. And he has been his him. entire career. He is easily a top five quarterback to me. I'm not that high on him. I don't uh, I don't know why. Look what he does with what little talent he has around him. Uh, that's been his excuse five. for so long. It's not an excuse. It's literally a strength. He does a lot with a little. Top it's five quarterback wouldn't have thrown an interception to lose a Super Bowl. <laughs> there, I said it. I mean, we <laughs> did have a quarterback that lost a Super Bowl by fumbling. Mm, that's not on him. That's the offensive line. Because <laughs> he also threw 500-some-odd yards. You could also... Well, Russell Wilson had a really good Super Bowl until that interception. He had a lucky Super Bowl. He shouldn't have been down on the one-yard line anyway. <laughs> and what's your... Helmet catch 2.0. What's your top five QBs? Mine? My? I said Ryan, so... You cut out when you said Ryan. I apologize. Right, I'm asking Ryan, but then you can answer too. Because, you know, that's how podcast right. works. Give me one sec. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm going to go first, because I'm going to shoot off the hip. Uh, Brady <laughs> yeah. is number one. It doesn't have to be uh, an Mahomes though. is number two. Brady, I'm going to put it number three again, because um, he had two good <laughs> careers. Um, let's see. I put... Uh, Watts up there. That's you, no, Brady's only had two. Hall- Brady has only had two Hall of Fame careers. As much as I tried to run the numbers to make it three, it's been real close, but it's not quite there yet. Another five you years, maybe. Three. Okay, my top Do you five. Know me? Of course, I've done that. I've, I've got my top five now. <laughs> All right, just briefly looking. Number one is still Tom Brady. Number two is Pat Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Number three, but could slide down, is Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Number four is Drew Brees for now. Number five is Russell Wilson. I could see Russell right. Wilson sliding up two spots because I don't know if Aaron Rodgers can play a full 16 anymore. And I know it's really interesting to me. Just feel like Drew Brees is going to regress. You've said almost the exact same list as sportingnews.com slash US slash NFL slash news slash NFL dash quarterbacks dash ranking dash 2019 dash best dash worst <laughs> dash one dash 32 slash 11. He looked this up. B6G0. He wasn't pausing to make his list. He's just pausing to Google it. A-L-B-Z-O-5-R-Z-Q. And you have done it exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it's such a controversial take to have Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Russell Wilson in a top five. They actually had Mahomes above Brady and Rodgers too. That's gross. I actually feel like it's almost a hot take to have Pat Mahomes too so early after just one year. But I mean, yeah. I think I would not put Drew Brees in there. I just think know who I replaced him with. There's, there's a, is, who are you going to put above Drew Brees is the question. Okay. That's the problem. Sean Watson. Fuck it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your facts. I called Deshaun Watson as an MVP candidate. Do you know what? I'm doing it now. Deshaun Watson will win the, win, will win the MVP. I did, it in, I did it before he was drafted. You know I did, and I was talking to you about this. He is one of the best quarterback prospects in recent memory, and he will win the MVP. Should I've you. Should we pick our NFC wildcard guys by chance? Uh, quickly, MVP picks. Who have you got? Ooh. For the record, I've separately said Pat Mahomes is going to get over 4,500 yards, over 40 touchdowns. <laughs> and you're not and picking also, them. Also, Deshaun Watson is going to win MVP. 
So, uh, I'm saying Watson because uh, Antonio Brown. No wide receiver is going to win it. <laughs> no, I know non quarterback is going to win it. Not even as a joke, man. <laughs> no non quarterback is going to win it. All right, Andy, uh, Ryan, unless, unless you rush for two thousand yards, it's hard for it's hard for somebody to win an MVP two oh, times in a row. So I'm not going to pick Pat Mahomes. Oh, I'm not qualifying. I'm going. I'm. Have, I'm thinking. Just have an opinion. Just have an opinion. Shoot you know off what? the hip. Just this is a Patriots it. podcast. I'm going Tom Brady. He's not. No. I, no. He's been. He's due. You know. You know what I'm going <laughs> to do right now. Matt? He wins it every other year, right? You know what I'm going to do right now, Matt. Deshaun Watson. Ah! Yes. Uh, You fell apart just now. Yeah. Um, You're so strong all the way through. No respect for you. Um, NFC Wildcards. I'm going to say Packers and... Oh, I have to go Saints. Oh, but I think Falcons. No, I'm going Lions-Falcons, yeah. I'm going Packers-Falcons. I don't even remember who I picked to win each division anymore, to be honest. It's better to say it's Cardinals. So, Andy, <laughs> Andy you're saying... Um, Falcons Lions, and Lions. Yeah. Falcons and Lions. Okay. Ryan? I think Ryan's still Googling it. <laughs> I'm going to NFL.com slash rankings. The Vikings are going to be my fifth seed. Vikings are going to be my fifth seed. Cowboys are going to be my sixth seed. Yeah. Here's the thing. When was when was I don't know when the last time that um, Pat, Aaron Rodgers didn't make the playoffs? But I just yeah. Did they not make the playoffs last year? No, the Packers <laughs> missed the playoffs last year. Who made? Was did the Vikings make the playoffs? No, the Vikings didn't make it either. It was just the Bears. What happened last year? <laughs> what league is this? <laughs> Oh, I'll get back to you in an hour. <laughs> what the hell? No, I miss a year. I almost immediately <laughs> regret my decision, but I'm sticking with it. Which one? You've made plenty of bad ones. Uh huh. Your whole life. <laughs> let's sorry. Let's discuss bad decisions <laughs> with your entire meme picks. Not at all. I'm just an optimist. We've been over this. I've hurt my eyes watching this list scroll down. My problem with the NFC is there are so many teams, fifth or sixth wild card spots, but I'm my sticking with what I've got. With the NFC is that uh, the NFL salary cap is working almost too well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could see the could Seahawks, the Rams, the Saints, the Falcons, the Packers, the and uh, the Cowboys all making that wild card. I think the only teams you would have a hard time making an actual case for would be, I'd say, the Redskins. And oh my god, the Packers missed the maybe the Buccaneers. Redskins, <laughs> Giants, Buccaneers, Cardinals. I have a really hard time making a case for. I think the Cardinals. You could almost make a case just that they're unknown, and it could just be like uh, the Eagles' offense with uh, what's his name, Chip Kelly, the first year, where people just haven't been able to adjust to it yet. Yeah, but that Eagles team actually had talent on it. Hey, Cardinals have Kyle Murray. That's the first overall pick. And David Jones leading the team, and a, and a beautiful new head coach. So, who knows? Well, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury. How do you fall uh, upwards to NFL head coach from fired by Texas Tech? 
Uh, he was also Tom Brady's backup. Don't forget. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, everybody does. But I just remember going. The only time I've ever gone to like a training camp was when Cliff Kingsbury was on the team, and my brother pointed to him and said, "That's the next Tom Brady." Oh and yeah. I've not let him forget it since. Because <laughs> he was not the next Tom Brady. He looked the part, though. He's very pretty. Do you guys know that the Packers haven't made the last two pro seasons? Oh, yeah, so, because Rodgers was, was injured two years ago. Yeah, he broke his collarbone. This is entirely... The, uh, like I said, I Brett don't Unleashed. think Rodgers can play yeah, a right. full 16 anymore. He played him last year, didn't he? he I don't remember 16 he, last year? I don't remember if he played the entire thing, but he was injured. He was hampered for so long. I don't think he's yeah. going to... He, he would oh, get injured I every did, game and then the best off years of Aaron Rodgers are well behind him. Yeah, I agree. No Vikings Falcons. I'm saying the Saints in the missed playoffs in favor of the Vikings. Wow. Okay. I think, I think, I think people are strongly sleeping on the Vikings. I think last year was more anomalous than anything. Nope. They have got a lot of talent on that roster. And one of the biggest reasons for that offense yeah, was Kirk Cousins on that roster. It wasn't Kirk Cousins' fault. It's gonna be. If you're, are you gonna make a case right now that Kirk Cousins is a worse quarterback than Case Keenum? I'm gonna say he's not a better quarterback than Case Keenum. He is absolutely a better <laughs> quarterback than Case Keenum. It's yeah. not it's even quite close. Nice. What's quite a nice nope. study of this is we can compare when Kirk Cousins was starting for the Redskins to when um, to when Case Keenum this year starts for the Redskins. Yeah, but we can appreciate the fact that Case Keenum will not win four games. <laughs> Case Keenum is not a good quarterback. Case Keenum had a really hot streak, and the one reason he was successful is because he could have a really bad offensive line they had and the horrible play calling they had because he... Why, why <laughs> seven-step drops all the time, man? Seven-step <laughs> drops with that offensive line is like driving into a wall and thinking that a, and a teak upon your seat is going to fix it. That's why Kirk Cousins, as Brett Coleman explained thoroughly, that's why Kirk Cousins struggled is because they had horrible play calling constantly. They were stupid. Like, short yeah, yard situations, they passed every time instead of more than effective. Um, yeah, it's not a good team. What I think is that we're coming up to... Yeah, we need, we need to do our pickups the and then sign off. Yeah. I think we can skip the schedule week by week because we're going to pick a team every week anyway. Yeah. All right. All so, right. so start off Thursday. How are we doing this? Opening day. We're just going to pick. Oh, all right. All right. It's done. Yeah. Thursday, opening day. You know they have websites for this, right? I'm literally staring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Andy, do you like websites? I've never heard you talk about websites before. We're going to send Why don't you make a website about how much of a bummer you are? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make the pick 'em later, but we're gonna just do the picks here. I'm staring at the schedule right now. We're gonna do the picks here. All right. Are we doing this against the spread or no? No, we're just doing picks. Don't, oh. don't do that bullshit American gambling nonsense. <laughs> okay. Packers at Bears. Yes. Opening night. At Bears. 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 Yeah. Rams at Panthers. Cam Newton's injured. Oh, oh. Uh, well, they've got <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. So. <laughs> For, uh, I've got the Rams. No, I'm officially not Rams. picking it. It's the Panthers this year. I've decided. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rams. Okay. Reds, uh, yeah, Panthers. Eagles. Oh, we, already, we already knew you were going to pick the Panthers. Eagles. Wait. Redskins at Eagles. 
Oh God. Um, Are you Eagles. struggling with this? That's what no. Eagles. <laughs> Bills at Jets. Ooh. That's a Sunday afternoon special, isn't it? Oh yeah, it definitely is. Jets. I'm gonna go Bills because fuck y'all. Look, I know you did Vikings. that. For the record, I know you did that just because I wrote your name down already in terms of Bills in, for the Jets to win. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. Falcons at Vikings. Oh, uh, Andy, uh, Ryan, you go first. I <laughs> <laughs> did. He picked Falcons. I'm gonna go Vikings. I was just waiting for you to agree with me. I just, I genuinely wasn't sure. Ravens at Dolphins. <laughs> um, Dolphins. who's starting? Yeah, I was about to say who's starting. Fitzpatrick. Fitz Magic, baby. Remember, uh, they, they literally don't have an offensive line at this point. I'm going with the Dolphins. Ravens. It's a terrible pick, but as a horrible I'm going pick, with you. Ravens. I'm going. I'm going Dolphins as well. It's the Ravens in Miami and the Heat. Oh, baby, that game's going to be delayed for rain for like two hours. <laughs> that happened yeah. last year to poor Titans. This is what I'm saying. Chiefs at Jaguars. Chiefs. Jaguars. I'm taking heat into account on that one. Chiefs. I'm going to pick the Chiefs until they lose. And then I'm not going to pick them again. Remind Titans. me of that. Okay. Titans at Browns. Ooh. I'm a... Hmm. Uh, Browns, obviously. Sorry. I'm going to pick the Titans, and I'm going to say the entire world's going to light on fire in Cleveland, and then the Browns are going to be just fine after that. I'm going to pick the Titans until the Browns win. And then I'll pick the Browns from there on out. Such an odd concept. <laughs> Colts What's at Chargers. Chargers. Colts. Oh, I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm of two minds on this one, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go gutsy. I'm gonna go Colts. It's not a lot of film number set. That's that's gutsy. Come on, is this, is this yes, that's gutsy. Gutsy. There's a playoff contender, and then there's the Colts right now. Sorry, are we forgetting that I picked the Colts to make the playoffs? I don't know they why. Have, they have one of the best rosters in the NFL. That's why. Marlon Mack, fantastic running back. Mr. Nelson, fantastic guard. Those I'll two give players you Nelson. Are they, have a great, they have a great defense as well. It's a good team. Bengals at Seahawks. Oh, the worst game of the week that includes Bills yeah, versus I think Jets. You're right. um, I'd rather watch a Bills Jets game. How about this? Uh, how about this? How about this? Once a week, we just miss a game out because it's so shit, no one cares. <laughs> I've got the Seahawks in this one just because they're at home. It's hard to win in Seattle. Well, they at home. I'll, I'll give it to Seahawks then. Yeah. Niners at Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Niners. Niners. That one's going to be a rain delay, too. Giants at Cowboys. Oh, um, I have a feeling we're going to see a Giants special. where they. I'm going with Giants in this one. Oh, I'll go Cowboys. But, but I think the Cowboys are a better team. I just think the Giants are going to win for some reason. Gut feeling. It depends on if Zeke's back or not. Uh, he's not going to be back for week one, no. He's not going to be in game shape for it. That's true. Lions at Cardinals. 
Sorry, can we pause for a second? Why are there so many bloody games? Because <laughs> there's... This is football, bud. 32 teams, and each of them are playing. I know what's wrong with 10. Premier League hasn't nailed that. 10 teams? You've got 20 teams. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, quickly. Uh, what was the, what's this one again? What? Sorry, what's the game? What game are we picking? Uh, Lions at Cardinals. Um, Lions. Cardinals. Lions. Ooh. <laughs> I know you're torn on that one, Andy. I was. He's <laughs> the only person, Cliff King's the only person who could call Lion- Cardinals to make the playoffs. And then I called both of those teams to make the playoffs, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I have Lions ranked over them. Well, in my mind. I don't think I actually said that. But Steelers at Patriots. Unfurling that banner. Steelers. Whoa. Whoa. On the Patriots yeah. podcast. Don't worry. That was purely for comedy's sake. You better be <laughs> typing in Steelers after saying that. Patriots, obviously. <laughs> you can see me typing. <laughs> I'm staring at the schedule, not what you're typing. It, oh, Bucko. I... Okay, yeah. sorry, mate. Look at all... Yeah. Monday night football, the first one. The one you know, with, well, I would say proper commentators, but neither of them have proper commentators anymore. Nope. Uh, Texans at Saints. Ooh, that'll be a good game. Uh, Texans. Saints start off strong strong with the season, and then they fall off and go with the Saints. Especially at, at, in New Orleans. Yeah, I'll go with the Saints. And then the capper. Oh, this is the ultimate matchup. Joe Flacco and the Denver Broncos <laughs> take on Derek Carr and the. <laughs> oh, you couldn't even Raiders. make it through that, could you? <laughs> I am going uh, It's such a bad matchup. Uh, is that's how we finish our week. Well, this is actually an interesting thing because we're all in the same fantasy football league. I think this is worth noting on the podcast. So we're going to bring it up at some point. Uh, are you guys playing this week? No. Are I you don't. playing each other? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not playing either of you, so that's, we can bring that up later. <laughs> Sorry. I thought, got, I thought uh, you were playing each other. Oh, God, this, as bad of a matchup as this is, I also have a really hard time picking either team. I'm going Broncos. with Denver. Yep. Um, there's been, there is a lot of agreement between you two. There's a lot of agreement between me and Andy. There's... Not a huge amount of group between me and Brian on their own without Andy. I'm the glue that keeps this podcast together. What yes. can I say? I've always said that. A lovely being. Yeah. I've said that for all of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We about done here? I think so. All right. Well, that concludes the first episode of the Pink Stripes podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Go Pats! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to do that again. Subscribe and unsubscribe. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe as they every G- give me five stars. Um throw a big old fat like on it. All right. We're done.